It's the Muppets Minute Show with host Nick and Annie. Yay! Yay! It's time to talk about the Muppets movies minute by minute. Today we're talking about the great Muppet caper, minute 33. Minute 33 starts with Kermit letting everyone know he got chic and ends with Kermit giving in to Fozzie. Yeah. After all that, after this huge song and dance, after berating Fozzie a few minutes ago, now it's like at the end of this minute, he's like, all right, Fozzie, you could come. Like, what What do changed? You, do you think he just wore him down? Like, he, he was just using the guilt card? Like, I, you know, because I don't know. I feel like he was already doing that, and it didn't work. Right. Right. So, it, I, I don't know. I don't know. And then Kermit made up this whole song about, yeah. you know, this is his big time to shine. This is his time. Yeah. He's going to step out with a star and then he's like, "All right, Fozzie, you can come." <laughs> I just needed to get that out of the way. It's it it's true. It's very strange. I agree with you. Yeah. It yeah. comes out of left field and it seemingly has no motivation whatsoever. AKA so. <laughs> a Muppet movie plot. Yeah. So mm-hmm. There you go. Uh so stepping out with a star, that song wraps up here. Um so uh we have Kermit saying he has chic. Uh Fozzie says, to think that you and me were nobody, why only last week? I think that's my favorite part of the song. <laughs> why is that? I don't know. I just like the rhyming. I like the way that I like the way the words come off. Like, I don't know. I think it's a nice little little run there. Right. And, and, but I mean, Fozzie. I want to. I want to know what you're laughing at. Well, I mean, I Fozzie's can't wait. still a nobody. Like technically, Fozzie's still a nobody. The only one that kind of that 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 got asked out on a date, or well, actually, he asked her out on the right. date. He's going on a date with this high end fashion designer, but she's not even that. So, like, but right. forget that. They think Kermit is, but right, this right. does nothing for Fozzie. So it's all about the association with with fame, right. I guess. Well, it's nepotism at its finest, yeah. right? Yeah. Right. I, I actually, I didn't find it funny because to me, I, I mean, in, in the way that you did, I just assume they're both nobodies. So it was just a complete sentence full of irony, you know? Right. So. Well, you know, and it's that. It's also that that thing where like Kermit is like, it's all about me. It's all about me. And then yeah. you know, Fozzie's line, "Hey, it's you and me." He's just trying to insert himself still. Maybe yeah. it was that line that uh, that put Kermit over the hump. Now that I'm thinking about it. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe he's like, oh, poor Fozzie. Yeah. Poor Fa. I don't know. I, yeah. you know, Kermit, he seemed like, like we said, he, he seemed like it was a pretty dick move before. And I don't know. It's maybe he was just so happy that he was like joining him in on his dance number. Right. Joining uh, in with him. Yeah. yeah. Who knows? Who knows? So, uh, Kermit, then, uh, we have the action sequence here. I'm ready to fly. And he actually does fly the bed. Does it, does its thing again where it, you know they they already knew this happens with this bed, right? They didn't learn very much, do they? No. So, what what do you think of the Kermit getting flung up in the air sequence here? Well, I I had to step through this a little bit because I'm I was very curious as to like because first of all we have like a spin, right? We have, like Ker- we have Kermit doing a spin and he's literally like levitating, uh, like I don't see anything under him unless his unless his foot is somehow like on a stick or sturdy or something like his whole body is sturdy. Like there's nothing like propelling him underneath. Did you notice that? Yeah. I I, I'm assuming like you're talking in a technical sense. Uh, Yeah. In a technical sense. I'm assuming his, yeah, I'm assuming his legs on a stick. 
Yeah, just just one single leg. Because when he Cause, falls, it kind of falls a little weird if you pause it. Yeah, on. It, it stays down. You're right. Yeah, but it's 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 uh, effective. You know what I mean? Because he oh, does look it. like he he looks like he's a fe- like the little twirl and the flop back is very cute. And then when he actually gets thrown up into the um into the ceiling, are there two puppets? You think, or do you think it's this just one? Oh, interesting. Um, I mean, the arc is pretty accurate. So if somebody told me it was just one, I would believe it, you know. But it seems like they've done this trick before. I mean, I, I, I recall <laughs> I recall like um, what's the is it El Slizo from the Muppet movie when yeah. he's he's flying onto the fan or, or he goes into the no, no, he goes across the room into the piano and he obviously one of the puppets gets thrown and then another one comes up and right. out of it. It reminds me a bit of that trick. Um, I, I but, think that's the it, trick here, yeah. But yeah, it could very well be the same one, though. I mean, it's it's convincing. It is. Um, yeah. But yeah, it, it it's it'd be remarkable. Like you know, some of these, like where they th- where they're throwing these puppets, sometimes it's remarkable. Like I'd love to actually see it because uh, it, it, it's they're either it's either a bunch of takes again in the land or same way, or it's two puppets. I I tend to think it's two puppets. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, yeah, who knows how many takes they have to do, but <laughs> there's a lot of Muppets getting thrown in this movie. Like, I, I don't know if we're counting. We should be. <laughs> oh, thrown Muppets? Yeah. Yeah, because the, I feel like every every week, like every five minutes, another Muppet, at least another Muppet is getting thrown yeah, like that. And, and they really, like, upped the game as far as, like, showing us full-body Muppets. Again, they, they really wanted to... Uh, in in this movie, take it up another notch where it's like you know, try to figure out where the puppeteer is here. Yeah, um, uh, yeah, I've noticed that coming uh, upcoming too in some of these uh, minutes that we have up ahead. Yeah, I also so. wish I um I, I I had I've just actually finally finished the Jim Henson autobiography or, or biography, not auto, it's a biography. I wish right. I um had read that during the Muppet movie. It would have filled in a few holes for us, but I do know um, in uh, around this time, like they were really, really experimenting with the whole um, animatronic thing. And the, it, was, huh. it was huge around this time. So like, you know, how we keep saying like, m- maybe that's a robot. Maybe that's a lot of it really is. So they, they were really, really heavy into it at this time. And they weren't afraid. See, cause before I, before I read that, the, the biography, I, I was like, well, I'm sure they always skew towards the puppets, but like when possible. But Jim Henson was so fascinated by these cool animatronics uh, that, you know, now I'm looking at these scenes. And I'm like, hmm, maybe more are, you know, these these yeah. robots than we thought. And, and so I'm just saying, you know, we, we're seeing a lot of like full body, um, uh, you know, Muppets where it's like, where's the puppeteer? Yeah, uh, totally. So, yeah. Uh, so it's just something to keep keep watching as we go through this movie. But um, and then they that's, weren't afraid to make multiple builds of the Muppets either. So that's why I don't. That's why I think that it's very possible it's two different Kermits here. Yeah, yeah. No, that is interesting to keep an eye out for because I mean I always assumed that they did that sparingly. So it's interesting to know that they they try to do it a lot. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so then Gonzo gets in on the act too, which he finally yeah. jumps in. Just yeah, for the yeah. big finish. Just to the big... I mean, it, and it is a big finish. Now, is, I'm thinking he got excited because he's seen Kermit do all these stunts and he saw Kermit get thrown up in the air and he's like, hmm, maybe I need to be part of this song so that I could get in on some of these stunts. 
Oh, that's actually a really good point. I like that. I think that's because that's when he got really excited. He got really yeah, excited after he saw Kermit getting thrown off the bed. And you notice, too, that he's like dusting off Kermit's jacket, which I thought was cute. <laughs> yeah. It's a cute, a cute little, uh, little detail there. But um, yeah, Fozzie's doing that, too. They're both, uh, you know, helping yeah. them out. Fozzie was helping them up. It, it, it is it is cute to see them interact with each other like so well, like as far as being able to do that, like when uh, Fozzie was fixing Kermit's bow tie and moments like that. Yeah. And they then again, it's like even like when he will lick his paw and like clean his own fur, like just the little little details like that it adds to the realism. They've been doing a really good job with that in yeah. this movie. Uh, so the song ends uh, with, you know, the whole stepping out of the star, good times. And uh, so uh, w- would you overall, what do you think of this this song so far? Did you like it? Because I feel like the the dance number, the choreography was better than the, the actual song in this instance. I would agree with that. Totally. I mean, I enjoyed it. I didn't hate it. You know, yeah. I um, it's definitely not one of my favorites, but I, I think it's cute. I like, you know, the idea of like. He's getting ready, and it's a cute idea. The song's yeah. not fantastic, but it's fine. It's it's a cute sounding number with good choreography. Some of the lyrics, I'm like, I think it's it's just the fact that like I'm I'm too critically thinking about Kermit, and it's, yeah. it yeah, it, kind of ruins it. It does. You can't yeah. you can't critically think about Kermit this way because then it just bothers me. I don't know. Kind of like I mean, other than the terrible lyrics, too. I hope there's something better comes along oh, well, like yeah. when you think about i mean the tune is great when you think about ralph it kind of ruins it even more right. you know what i mean like yeah. the fact that they they did that to him and so i feel like that's very much the same idea here yeah. so good point so this song ended up in a few places uh an, an edited version of this sequence appears in the, the uh, muppets go to the movies special uh, this song was performed at Jim Henson's Musical World, which was a special uh, stage show at Carnegie Hall in April of 2012. And an instrumental version of this song is played in the uh, Muppets Courtyard area at Muppets uh, Vision 3D at Walt Disney World. Nice. I'm not Good sure research. if it's still there or not, but it it was there at one point. Uh, that, that area has undergone lots of changes recently. And uh, the music has been part of that change. So I'm not sure if it's still there, but it, but it has been part of that loop for many years. Sounds cool. Um, Uh, The the one thing I spotted, um, I don't, I'm not sure. uh, Second 15. And I don't know. Something weird. Like the, the, the coloring looks weird under the bed when the bed starts to come up. If you pause it right there. And I'm wondering if that, if that's uh puppeteer or maybe the 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 oh i i see a head you see an actual like, head yeah i think that's a person's head yeah it might be that's really a person's head okay it has to be right i think so i, I do think it, to me it looks too much like a like a person like clothing yeah it looks like um is it a ski mask no, no, eyes? I can see it here. I'm screen capping it. It's it looks like Jim. I can see his eye. I can see his nose. Oh. And I can see his beard. Here, I'm gonna send it to you. Um, right, you keep talking, and I'm gonna yeah. send it to you. I, I I'm excited because now, yeah, because I'm not sure where I see a head, but it just looks like it's something. Okay, did oh, you get what I just yeah, sent you? I'm see. It, it's a profile. See the nose. See the eye. Oh. 
Yeah. You see, it's Jim. It's totally Jim. Oh. You can see his hair. Do you see it now? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Huh. Yeah. All right. There you go. That's what I. Totally that's what Jim. I think. I think it's pretty clearly a person there, and it looks like it's Jim. So All that's right. funny. Hey, that's our first puppeteer sighting. Yeah. Yeah, so so it's a weird like it is a weird spot to have that like I don't because remember we saw the bed kind of fly up before and we didn't we didn't see anything they cut it just uh, in the right place but well uh, somebody somebody has to be down there cutting the bed but the funny thing is is that why is there a person on that side of the bed like why wouldn't they be on the other side of the bed well what I'm what I'm thinking is they could have cut the frame a little bit quicker. Yeah, they should have. You know what it is? Of course, Jim is under there because he's working Kermit. Right. So that makes that makes sense. It's right. totally him. And they should have just cut it a couple of frames. That's that's right. that's hilarious. Yeah. They let it go for a couple of frames longer than they should. Not that you're noticing that in real time by any no. means. That's funny. I did not notice that. And you know what? If they were making this movie right now, they that would never fly because they could get through it digitally. But I mean, back in the day, they're using film. No, right. there's no way. There's no way to really catch that, especially when you're watching it in real time. So. Um, interesting. I mean, I know in a movie like this, they have to be extremely careful. So I'm actually very surprised that this did, that this made it through. Yeah. Um, but yeah, maybe it's on purpose. Maybe Jim's like, I got to be in there somewhere. You got to, you got to give me a cameo. Um, well, I guess <laughs> you're fun. forgetting about the scene that we're going to see in a, in a couple of weeks. I must forget because I don't remember. Yeah. Jim has a cameo in this film. Awesome. I look forward to it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, so then we come to probably my favorite joke in the entire movie. I, I when uh, Kermit's looking in the mirror and asks, "How do I look?" and uh, Fozzie asks, "Which one are you?" <laughs> they must both look fantastic, then, uh, right? Yeah, yeah. That that is that was my absolute favorite joke. I know that always got me cracked up as a kid. That that was that was the joke here. Well, and it's the way it's Kermit's response too that that really piles onto it because it's just such a funny delivery by Jim. Well, on the right, his voice cracks too. I love mm-hmm. that. I, mm-hmm. Like he's just so, so like, are you serious with me now, Fozzie? Yeah, like <laughs> I can't with you. <laughs> great, <laughs> great. Uh, yeah, that that that's a great scene. And then um, I, I think I think what comes next, I think. Fozzie gives like an over the top, my feelings are hurt type thing. And I think Kermit deserves it because of this song. Uh, I, I think Kermit was like flaunting all this. And yeah. I mean, he should have just been more respectful of, of his brother and the thing, you know, the rest of his friends. I mean, even more respectful of his feelings. Like, you know, he did kind of try to let him down a little bit gently, but even his gentle version came off kind of bad <laughs> right well you know you know your brother feels bad about this and you're like you know what i don't care i'm gonna sing a song about how awesome i am and yeah. uh, yeah. you'll deal with it and you'll <laughs> join in and you'll help me <laughs> yeah, you're right he totally deserved it so he totally, yeah uh so so there you go so then i think he, i think he deserves it so then giving in you know why not you know fozzy can sit at a different table he doesn't have to sit at the same table as us, maybe you know he could, but he could join. We'll Why see. Not? Uh yeah. So, um, do you have anything else uh, around minute thirty-three? No, I do not. No. All right. Well, then uh, I guess tomorrow we'll move on to to thirty-four. Uh, hopefully, we get on this date soon, uh, and and uh, we'll see what happens with uh, with Kermit and Fozzie. Um, 
But uh, if you want to get in touch with us, of course, you could do that. Muppets Minute on Twitter and Facebook and uh, lots of cool stuff at MuppetsMinute.com. And uh, have have a blast there and see. Um, I've been I've been doing a good job now. I did. I haven't been promoting it that much because I wanted to make sure I was going to keep it up. But I don't know if you've noticed, Sandy. I went back and added all our show notes to season one. Of of the Muppets Minute recently. Wow, I did not know. That's so if impressive. you go to, go to MuppetsMinute.com, click on any of the minutes. Maybe you listened before, but now you can see a lot of the research and stuff that we've talked about. I put a lot of a lot of work into posting all that for everybody, and uh, I've been uh, you know keeping that up here in uh, in season two with the great Muppet Caper. So if you want a little more in depth, uh, not too much for this particular minute, but some of the minutes we've, uh, we've already covered, you could uh, check it out. Lots of links, lots of cool photos and uh, put a lot of stuff that I find. There's a lot of, a lot more behind the scenes um, uh, photos, I think for uh, great Muppet Caper than I found for the Muppet movie. So, uh, so check that out, MuppetsMinute.com. And uh, that's it for Minute 33. We'll be back here for Minute 34 of the Muppets Minute. <laughs>